Thank you for joining us today. I'm Rabbi Sachs, and you are now part of the Chai Academy. Chai Academy is given a number of times a week, and uh, many, many different topics to choose from. Currently, the course that we're studying together is self-help. And uh, each class is separate, self-encapsulated, and um, even though this one is a part two of, of um, it still be, will be fully self-understood. So um, if you wish to see other classes, by the way, it's rabbi at, I'm sorry, it's thechaicenter.com forward slash academy, or YouTube, Chai Academy, Spotify, Chai Academy, Anchor, Chai Academy, um, or my name. Hello, Eileen. So, the the um, we the last time we met, we discussed that that Jacob, the patriarch Jacob, adopted Joseph's two children as his own, and he said to him, "Any other kids? Any other kids? They are yours. These two, I feel they're my own, and therefore." Um, they're considered part of the 12 tribes, and they are. So when we count the 12 tribes, we, 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 um, we count when they gave out land in Israel, for example, Ephraim got one portion of land, son of Joseph. Manasseh got a portion of land. So it was actually Joseph got two sections of land um, because Jacob adopted them. And the question is why? So what we discussed was that we have to go back to the names. The names of, of when we're given names, it, is, it really reflects an energy and a lesson, especially when it came to the biblical founders. So Joseph, he, he had these two children while he was in Egypt. We know all about Joseph's life, terrible life, lost his mother at nine, sold as a slave at 17, slave for life and then he was accused of, of rape he was placed in a, in a prison for 12 years and then he became the viceroy second in command once he got out once he became the second in command he got married and he had two children the first one was Manasseh, and the second one was ephraim now it's the reasons he gave them their names is why Jacob said this is a fundamental part of Judaism, and therefore they are mine. So Reuven had his qualities, other children had their qualities, Ephraim and Manasseh had their qualities. So let's go to the source. The source says, why did he call his kid Manasseh? Ki nashani elokim et bet avi. God made me forget the house of my father and all my troubles. Now, he didn't forget, but what he did, as we explained, is, um, and clearly didn't forget, because when the brothers came, you recognized them. But what this is teaching us, and this is why Manasseh became part and parcel of the, the, the tribes, is because Joseph was expressing a fundamental that I did not 
allow my trauma to define me. I had trauma. I did. So many different things. And nobody could blame me if I was this, that, or the other. Right? But, but nobody could blame me if I was cynical, or angry, or depressed, or jaded, or, or um, had PTSD, or if I was looking for revenge. You can't. These are all human emotions that he had. But he wasn't. He wasn't depressed. Because Joseph's attitude was that these things happen to me and it's not me. So he would manage to separate the two. He managed to separate the two that this is this is not me. So all the trauma, everything that I, I lived through, my journey that I had is 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 was a journey. And now I'm on the next part of my journey. And I'm not going to hold on to, to, to the trauma to the extent that I can't function. And giving that kid that name and expressing that is why it was just so incredible that, that Menasha um, was given that name, which is so incredible that this, 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 this concept that, that he was able to, 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 to move on. Um, he, he, he was, you know what? And guys, men are able to do this more so than women, I believe, but he had this cognitive dissonance. It happened next. And it didn't allow it to ruin his life. You can imagine the shape he was in when he was taken out of prison. But he rose to the occasion because he was able to compartmentalize, almost like make peace with his past. So that's why Ephraim, Ephraim, I, that's why Menashe, I am not my trauma. Incredible, incredible. I'm not gonna let this trauma hijack who I am. And Jacob said, you're mine. That's a lesson, fundamental, that none of my other kids can teach, none of the other tribes. So therefore, I'm adopting you, I'm absorbing you. Then came the other kid, Ephraim. So Joseph, when he gave, he gave the um, when he gave the name Ephraim, he said, "Ki Ephrani Elakim," because God made me fruitful, be'eret ani in the land of my affliction. This is so deep. This is so incredibly powerful. Stage one is Manasha. I'm not gonna let it affect me. I'm not going to let it bring me down. I'm not going to let the trauma define me. I'm not going to be hijacked by it, etc., etc. That is the first step, the first stage. But Ephraim takes it a quantum leap further. Ephraim is that, wow, wow. I have not only has it not ruined me, but 
it has changed me for the better. It has made me aware. It's made me more empathetic. Um, it's made me more sympathetic, right? It's, it's allowed me to go into an abyss and yet come out. It's, you know, it's allowed me to actually explore my foundation. Because remember, he was beaten to, to the earth. You know, when you have a foundation, a building, and the foundation is cracked, you have to repair the crack. You can't fall around. It's under the earth. Who wants to go under the earth? Joseph was able to repair who he was because he was pushed so low and that when he came out of it, he became an incredible person. Think about what he accomplished. He was able to, um, he was able to extricate himself, right? He, he was able to say, I've lived this bad life. And now, because of my bad life, I'm going to live a good life. So he wasn't given a silver spoon in his youth. Prison, mom died, slavery, etc. He knew what it meant. And he was able to forge, forge ahead. Just, just incredible. So, in other words, what Joseph understood was his path to misery was his path to greatness. He recognized that it was all part of the journey. He didn't choose it. Nobody would choose it. The life he had. Nobody would choose it. Right? But he was able, he was able to, to, to look back and say, I got this. And I think many of us, by the way, many of our challenges that we have, I believe, made us who we are today. You know, as, as a kid and a young adult, and even a not so young adult, right? I always struggled that I am, um, I have short, shortened stature, right? Um, until, until somebody said to me, you wouldn't be who you are today if you were not short in stature. You wouldn't have the drive. This is what this person told me. Right? You wouldn't have the drive of who you are if you weren't given that challenge. Now, would I prefer it to be a regular height? Of course. Um, prefer not to have challenges? Of course. But that, that was, it was, it basically concreted it for me. It became, it, it, it was, it was, an, it was incredibly helpful. Is that don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as what it did. As a positive, if you will. Made me fight harder, whatever it was. It made me fight harder to, to be taken seriously. Um, so, so, um, so I think, I think many challenges that we have, I think we can look back on and say, in a way, I'm glad, I'm happy for these challenges. In a way, I'm happy. And, and if you're not happy, 
then you haven't reached the level of Ephraim, right? So Jacob said, wow, this is a person who, who, who was able to, to really be, become aware of, of what happened and use it to its positive. There's, there's somebody from the Chai Center um, who, who his wife miscarried, right? So what did he do? What did he do? And, he's, and he's, it's getting bigger and bigger, this organization. What did he do? Instead of wallowing in misery, he formed a group for fathers who, whose wives miscarry and go through a lot of pain. That's what he did. He was given lemons. He not only made lemonade, but he sweetened the lemonade. And he helped others. Um, and, 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 and it, you know, and perhaps, perhaps this, this answers the question as to why Joseph was such a dreamer. What is a dream? The difference between a dream and it happening, you know, I can dream of something terrible. I can dream of a fire in my house. I can dream that the Nazis stormed into my village. But then I wake up. It's a nightmare. But then I wake up and I move on. So yes, I had a terrible dream and I had night tremors and night sweats and, 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 uh, and it was terrible and horrific. But it was a dream. If it happens to you, ask a Holocaust survivor or ask somebody's house burned down. It happened, it's, it's a whole different game, right? There are Holocaust survivors who could not talk about it because it's such trauma, because it happened to them. We can talk about it, right? we don't understand, we can't begin to understand what they saw and what they understood. Joseph, his life was, he was able to control his life, is that it was like a dream. It happened to him. It happened to him. But he was able to move forward. Forget the past, forget the dream, the nightmare. And, and able, able to, to just move on you know so with all our challenges with all our challenges is 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 um god chose us for our challenges for a reason doesn't mean you can handle all the challenges i don't believe one should say that to anybody god gave you oh god would only give you what you can handle i i i would never say that to somebody but i what i will say is that take this challenge and run with it you know i had a classmate in yeshiva that was a simpleton in in the literal terms of the word and i said to myself this fellow is a simpleton things don't bother him he married simple and he has a simple job and i i don't know his kids so i can't say the simple kids but it's just sort of easy street because he was so simple. Me, I'm not so simple. I'm more complex. And I'm, I'm in fact, I'm uber complexed. So to me, it was, it's a harder existence. But I wouldn't give it up for a minute. Back then, I wanted to be the simpleton and have the simple life. But now, 
I wouldn't give it up. Challenges have led me to growth. I don't like them and I didn't choose them. Um, my, my, one of my kids had a specific challenges, specific challenge that, that, that really almost killed me and my wife. Uh, a medical challenge. But, you know, and, and God knows whether, hello Susan, God knows whether she was going to survive. You know, it was, it was bad. It was very bad in many years. Um, but now that we're kind of over the hump, right? I'm enmeshed. I help others. Right? I, I never would have known about this sickness if not for her. And, and I thank her. I, I hate it that it happened to her. I hate it that it happened to me. But I still recognize that I gotta make lemons out of lemonade. You know, there's a fascinating fascinating letter from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Um, you're correct, Susan. Many of them, uh, Holocaust survivors, were not able to talk about it because they did not reach the level of Ephraim. They were still before the level. They were Menasha. They were willing to forget and, and you know, in other words, not let it affect them and, and get a job, but they did not get to the level of Ephraim. There's a fascinating letter from, from the Rebbe where a, it was in, I think it was 1983, a, um, a fellow writes in, orthodox fellow, writes into the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, I'm, I'm a homosexual. I'm gay. And why did God give me the challenge? Why? So, you know, right now, if, you, if you're gay, the, you know, the, there's, there's so much support out there. Right? But back then, in 1983, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, the, the the AIDS movement and everything, blaming the gays and you couldn't sit in a the movie theater. You know, there was just so much nonsense. And, um, um, and, and, um, and he said, why me? Why me? Why this challenge? So it's very interesting. The Rebbe wrote back with, 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 there was no judgment whatsoever, as there shouldn't be. The Rebbe wrote back, empathy. The Rebbe had respect. The Rebbe, you could feel that, 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 that the Rebbe took this question seriously. And the Rebbe answered, which is what I believe is, everybody should answer, I don't know. I don't know why you were given challenges. I don't know why. But I do know that you have to dig deep and see what you can do with these challenges that you were given. Right? Some people are destined for greatness, says the Rebbe. Right? But they can't necessarily get it the conventional way. The Rebbe said, dig, dig deep to see how you are able to go and, 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 and be great. Be great. Make an impact. Make an impact on the world. Go beneath. Go low. Repair the foundation. Um, and, and, and of whatever the challenge may be. Um, 
you know, back then, as I said, 1983 was a, was a very challenging time. Um, and, and, um, and, and I believe that's the correct answer. I cannot tell you why you have challenges. I cannot say why I have challenges. But I do know the life's a journey. And therefore, the challenges that I have and the challenges that I had, right? And I'm still challenged by it, by the way, because, uh, you know, because um, I'm not out of the woods completely and, and I'm, you know, quarter of a million dollars in debt over it. So I'm still challenged. But, but I do know that there's a lot of good I can do. And there's a lot of good my wife can do. And there's a lot of good my child can do to help people because of these challenges, even some of them ongoing, ongoing. So that is the message of Ephraim. Menashe is that I'm not gonna be warped. I'm not gonna be defined. I'm not gonna bring my trauma into every aspect of my life. Ephraim is I'm going to I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to take my 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 misery and turn it into greatness. You know, a seed we plant a seed in the earth in order for it to be great and produce a fruit tree, a cherry tree, an apple tree, you know, whatever it may be, whatever seed you plant, whatever it becomes, it has to rot in the earth. Which is an incredible challenge to this seed. It was a whole seed when it went in, but it rots and disintegrates. And then the earth responds and you get this beautiful, beautiful apple tree or cherry tree. And, and um, so, so it, it, it is just a matter of, of perspective, just a matter of perspective. And that's why Jacob said, these two kids are mine. Because stage one, and don't let trauma define me. Stage two, I'm gonna take this trauma and be be empathetic. Right? That's uh, that is 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 fundamental lessons, and you cannot get to Ephraim without Manasseh, and that's why Manasseh was born first. Ephraim is more of the important step where you um, just Ephraim is the important step where, where you can just make a difference in the world but you can't do it unless you've let go so Manasha comes first but Ephraim is the ultimate Manasha is the penultimate second Ephraim is the 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 ultimate of where of where we need to be um, and yet you just to to conclude uh, Susan writes that been supportive um, to other parents with gay kids right you have to you have to you have to um, can you imagine take, take a look at this scenario so you have a child let's use the gay example you have a child that's that's, that's gay that's homosexual lesbian whatever and you say, well, I'm not gonna right, have any relationship with you if you continue on this path. Who's gonna lose? Both, both, both. A parent not having anything to do with a child, that's immoral. 
a child not having to do anything with a parent because a parent said, I'm nothing to do with you. It's immoral. A parent is abusive. Your job as a parent is to love your kids. So you have to be this way. There's no, there's no other, there's no other alternative. Uh, but that's, that's a parenting lesson. The bottom line is run with your challenges. We're all, we all have them and, and view them as, as Joseph did. View them not just as obstacles, which they are, not just as challenges, which they are. View them as opportunities to make the world a better place. I knew this fellow that was accused by his wife of molesting his own child. And, and he was arrested and he was separated from his kids and it was a very bad story. But in the end, it was, it was proven, proven in court that, that this is a ridiculous charge. And um, he, he was, um, you know, he, he's, how could he go back to his wife and his kids, et cetera, et cetera. And he was just so torn. But he was advised, not by me, by somebody, to, to, uh, to, to start an organization of, of people that were accused and, and, and also to help people that were abused. Um, just incredible, just incredible human being. If he didn't have this challenge, they probably, he would not, be, not have started this organization. I can pretty much guarantee you, if I didn't have my challenge, I wouldn't know a darn thing I don't think there's this family at the high center who have not one but two children with special needs and they tell me they're honored imagine they're honored that that's greatness that's taking journey of life to a whole new level a whole new level god bless please feel free to share this class um i, I would appreciate it and um you can find, once again, all the other classes on the chaicenter.com forward slash academy. Be well and shalom.